0: This is the Transportation Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale.
1: Just to try to reduce crashes and keep traffic moving smoothly, they're going to want a computer behind the wheel rather than a human.
2: If problems mean more money spent on transportation, it can hurt your bottom line.
0: Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, and joining me on this episode of the founding partners of Joy Scooter, Ray Billings and Arian Devani. Ray and Arian, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, I'm really excited to get a chance to talk to you guys, and we're diving into that world of dockless electric scooters, which they've really swept the country from coast to coast and really everywhere in between. And it feels like this transformation kind of took place overnight. Um, but if we're if we're just judging on visibility alone, it feels like dockless scooters are excelling right now, and they're everywhere. Uh, let's let's start off here, Arian. What, what's your perception of the current state of the dockless scooter industry?
1: Yeah, so t- Tyler, you know, as you mentioned, dockless scooters have really gotten a lot of tra- traction and gained a lot of attention over the past 18 months, and initially many cities and states had a knee-jerk reaction to thousands of these dockless vehicles being left on sidewalks unannounced. But I think since then, and since the inception, the industry has come a long way Um, And the majority of these cities and municipalities are now playing ball. I mean, Florida's governor just signed a bill that legalized e-scooters this week, and it's already gone into effect. And just last week, New York state lawmakers have struck a deal to allow electric scooters on the streets within the next year. So I feel that we're headed in the right direction. And once more infrastructure gets added and public perception continues to grow increasingly positive. It's going to be a solution that everyone can agree
0: on. Absolutely. So, what what is it about these scooters that you think has resonated with the public so far? Because it really does feel like um, this is this has come up quickly, and it really has kind of struck a nerve with. People And I see just that, you know, I live in Dallas and I see people every day uh, going to and fro just around downtown Dallas on these scooters. So what is it that's really resonated with the public, you think?
1: You know, I think there's several reasons why scooters have become really popular. One, I think the fact that they're dockless is very attractive. The fact that you can just pick one up, unlock it with your phone and you're ready to ride uh, and then just drop it off at your destination is, is really convenient. They're also very affordable. They can get you to your destination, in most cases, quicker than a car in a densely populated area with traffic and for half the price of an Uber. So really, besides that, they're really fun to ride. You know, I don't know about <laughs> you, but I, I had a scooter when I was a kid, and it, there's a nostalgic effect to it. So most millennials can probably recall the days of having a scooter and so it's more of an upgraded adult version.
0: <laughs> I absolutely agree. And, and Ray, you know, one of the things that, that strikes me anyways is that uh, it, it feels like more and more people are moving to city centers. There's kind of been this urban migration that's taken place across the country. So having flexible transportation like this can actually, I think, may probably help the population move about these urban city centers a little more uh, in, in a more nimble fashion, let's say, than, than a, a regular vehicle.
2: No question about it. Um, the gridlock you're seeing in cities right now is unprecedented and and, uh, urban planners uh, have taken note and you're going to see infrastructure changes and uh, uh, with the onset of these flexible transportation alternatives you're going to see less automobiles on the road it's going to free up parking spaces and uh, obviously uh, lessen the gridlock
0: Absolutely, I think that's a big that's a big part of it, and and also like it, it combines so easily with public transportation. It kind of helps solve that that final mile problem, I think, that's existed for a lot of people. Of oh, public transportation takes me up to a point, you know, if I don't want to drive a car or something like that, but then I need something to get me those last couple of miles or that last little way to work or to home or wherever it is that I need to go. And I think scooters are a really good solution for that problem.
2: Absolutely, good, clean, fun.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love riding the scooters. It's, it's a ton of fun to get to get on one and, you know, just hop around the city. It, it's, it's a pretty great way of getting around. Now, th- this market includes some big names. You know, you look and you see that Uber is involved, Lime, Bird. You, you, you see these names. What's your plan to enter this marketplace and make a difference? What's your strategic advantage?
1: Sure. Yeah, that's a great question, Tyler. I think I think, that, I think we, we can answer that in three different ways. The, this business comes down to you know the hardware, which is the scooters that are being used. Uh, for one, we, we wanted to make sure that we focused on building a more durable product that's safer and lasts longer in the market. The unit economics of the scooters that are being used now, which most operators are using off-the-shelf consumer products, these scooters are breaking down in as little as 30 days after being deployed. And so the hardware that we're using was designed and engineered out of a robotics lab out of MIT, and they're by far the most durable and advanced scooters on the market. They can last three to five days without charge. They're meant to last over 3,500 rides, which is 12 to 18 months, and they're much safer. We use 10-inch wheels, we use a wider platform, uh, we use airplane-grade aluminum. And so on the hardware side, We have some clear differentiators now as an operator, we're using the most advanced vehicle intelligence platform on the market. And so what that means for customers is it's less vehicles that you are walking up to and wanting to ride and seeing that it's broken. And you know, currently there's no way of actually knowing if a scooter is broken unless a rider flags it as so. And so our scooters can be diagnosed from the cloud. Any maintenance issue that occurs within our scooters, we know ahead of time before a customer lets us know. And so we can take that scooter off of the map to avoid vehicle downtime and operational expense. And So from a software perspective, there's also some differentiators. Uh, But Tyler, probably the biggest differentiator for us is our business model of allowing anyone anywhere to own their own fleet. And so through our Joy Business Partner Program, we're allowing individuals who may have been a charger previously for Bird or Lime to now own their own fleet and manage their scooters themselves, which gives them a much bigger piece of the pie and brings you know, equity to the game as opposed to relying on the gig economy and independent contractors.
0: That's really fascinating. So not only are you creating a more reliable product, but you're also giving people more of a stake in the game. So is the hope then that since you've created a reliable product, they put their faith in that, but then they're also treating it better and feel like uh, rather than just being you know gig contractors you know, tasked with charging these and setting them out, that they'll actually do a better job of then crafting and kind of cultivating their own business?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we really want to focus on working with chargers who are already familiar with the responsibilities of picking up scooters, charging them, and deploying them every day. And so, what we're doing is we're removing the barriers to entry that normally the bigger operators have held the cards on. So things like permitting, uh, insurance, finding the right hardware and software, and including financing. These are all things that the Joy Business Partner Program provides assistance with. And so now we're giving an opportunity for these bird chargers or lime juicers to become operators and we're solving that unit economics puzzle because you know, 50% of the revenue for these companies like Bird and Lime is going towards chargers. And so by turning the chargers into owner operators, it's a very profitable business once you take out that, that hefty expense. And to your point, Tyler, these operators are gonna take much better care of their fleets. As it's their own property, and their profits are depending on keeping those scooters well maintained.
0: Absolutely. Now, now Ray, you've seen other trends similar to um, similar to the the electric scooter boom. Um, you know, in, in your time, just working in dot coms and things like that. How does how does being a part of that wave really help you navigate the waters of what you're seeing now with dockless, dockless scooters?
2: I think what we see, what we saw in the early 2000s with Internet 2.0 was. The data that came out of Internet 1.0 in the late 90s was used to build sustainable companies And, and that's when you saw the likes of Facebook and Google and Yahoo really come to play.
0: Uh, so, so without diving too far, just into the negative aspects of, of things, is it safe to say that you've kind of observed the industry and said, "Hey, here are some things that we think we can improve on as a group," and really taken that and, and applied those things to, to Joy Scooters? It, would that be an accurate statement then?
2: Yes, absolutely. I think there's a clear next mover advantage here. Uh, it's obvious uh, to, to everybody that's in the business um, of operating scooters. Uh, where the pitfalls are where the cities have resisted um and and what municipalities are doing now to regulate uh the trailblazers so i think that our next mover advantage is is clear and 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 we have a We have a lot of data to back that up.
0: So let's say someone is listening and they're thinking, okay, it would be really cool to kind of have my own business as far as this goes and be a part of of the business partner program that Joy Scooters provides. How do they go about uh, looking into that? How do they sign up for it and become a business partner? And then what does the day-to-day for a business partner look like?
1: The process to become a Joy business partner is simple. You fill out you fill out an application and we get in contact with you. And we really assess what your goals are. So do you want to start off with a small fleet? Are you looking at building a larger fleet? And so there's different factors that play into that. Like, is financing something that they're looking for? Uh, Does that city have regulations that require permits? Because there are several markets where we already have permits. And then if we get demand from a Joy business partner for a certain market, we have lots of resources to help our Joy business partners with the permitting process. And so, once we get them approved to become a Joy business partner, they purchase their fleet, or finance their fleet, and we ship the scooters straight to their door. And that scooter comes equipped with the IoT box and the software and app, so that they can deploy those scooters the same day and start earning and tracking the money that they're making. And so, the day-to-day responsibilities is really to pick up those scooters at the end of each day, charge them, and every morning deploy them in spots that we work together with them on determining in their city what would be the best location for.
0: That's really interesting. And now this isn't just confined to individuals, right? Small businesses can be a part of this, uh, as well as uh, maybe, let's say there's a a large corporate campus somewhere, they could have their own fleet of Joy Scooters too. Isn't that right? Like it's not just uh, individuals that that can can partake in this?
1: Yes, we have several different partnership programs. One is for individual owner-operators, and then Small businesses can also make turn their business into what we call micro mobility hubs. And so, what, what that does is it allows uh, an opportunity for, for new customers to, to and, and increase foot traffic to their location because their business will be on our app as one of the micro mobility hubs that they can get a scooter from. And then also, it builds customer loyalty. You know, these customers will keep coming back if they know that there's a scooter there. And that in most cases results in sales. So it makes sense for the businesses and it makes sense for us uh, to partner with them in, in the local communities that we're operating in. And then also it's it's a solution that's needed on corporate campuses as well. It's a big problem parking and congestion and people being able to move around campus in between meetings or go to lunch and come mm-hmm. back to the office in time. And so scooters have, uh, are one solution that have worked well on corporate campuses as well.
0: Absolutely. So what what I really enjoy about what you guys do and what, what I think is really interesting is just that you've evaluated the market, you've seen where you can differentiate yourself and some of the maybe strategic uh, areas where you can take advantage of the current market. Ray, I'm curious, just how do you believe the market will continue to evolve over time and where do you see Joy Scooter's place in that overall market? So
1: Tyler, what we're doing is we're creating a one-stop shop for owner operators that want to run their own fleet. And so everything from the financing to the insurance, the permits, customer support, we offer an entire online library of resources to make sure our business partners have everything they need to run a successful operation. So it's as easy as going to the, our website, ordering your fleet, Scooters come delivered to your door equipped with the software and app so you can deploy the same day and the responsibilities are no different than being a, a bird charger or a lime juicer. You deploy the scooters every morning, they make money during the day, every night you pick those scooters up and charge them and then repeat. So uh, other than, other than occasional maintenance, which we also have support for, it's a pretty easy operation, especially if you have experience being a charger.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think it's an incredibly exciting time to be in this space. And I think it's really fascinating the way that you guys uh, allow other people to be involved and be a part and you're giving them a stake in this. And I think that that's a real strategic advantage. And I'm really, really interested in seeing the further development of this marketplace uh, and really, really uh, excited to see what happens next with Joy Scooter. So Ray Billings and Arian Devani, thank you guys so much for joining me today to tell me a little bit more about this this marketplace and uh, what you're doing with Joy Scooter. Thank you so much, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler.